Hi, my name is Charles Aquosa, and you're listening to Top Talk. Sunday, 22nd, June 1986. The location, the Estadio Azteca, Santa Ursula, Ciudad de Mexico. Two nations were about to embark in one of the most iconic games in football history. A game of genius and despair. The occasion the 1986 FIFA World Cup quarterfinals between England and Argentina. Leading up to the game, several newspaper outlets had used the political undertones of the Falklands conflicts to draw comparisons between the match and the two great footballing nations. Tensions were high, and progression to the World Cup semi-finals were at stake. The game would be forever remembered due to the actions of one man. His stocky and wide-shouldered frame, crowned with a mane of raven black hair, gave his five-foot-four-inch height an intimidating presence as he paraded across the pitch with the assured air of a giant and wrapped tightly around his left arm was the captain's armband of Argentina. Diego Armando Maradona started his professional football career at the age of 16 and now at the age of 25 was internationally recognized as the best football player in the world, not to mention the most expensive. He broke the world club record transfer fee twice in a row with his move from Boca Juniors to Barcelona and then from Barcelona to Napoli. Maradona simply had it all. Fame, riches, adoration from his nation and outstanding footballing ability. In July 1984, when he was unveiled as a Napoli player in front of 75,000 adoring fans, the sports writer... David Goldblatt said that they, the fans, were convinced that the saviour had arrived. A local newspaper stated that, despite the lack of a mayor, houses, schools, buses, employment and sanitation, none of this matters because we have Maradona. And it was in the 55th minute of this quarterfinal game against England that Maradona would demonstrate a level of skill that would confirm his genius. Match reporter Mike Payne described it perfectly. Running with the ball at his feet from close to the halfway line, Maradona 
drew England defenders to him like a spider luring its prey. Kenny Sampson, Terry Butcher, and then Terry Fenwick all came in to the Maradona web and were left in a tangle behind him as he accelerated past their attempted tackles, finally forcing the goalkeeper, Peter Shilton, to scramble for a shot that was never made, and then to simply guide the ball into an empty net for a goal of breathtaking beauty. It was a goal that stands comparison with the very best scored anywhere and at any time. Indeed, it was voted goal of the century. However, what preceded this four minutes earlier was an incident that has baffled sports fans, journalists, and sports critics the world over. On the 51st minute, England midfielder Steve Hodge had attempted to pass the ball back to the England keeper, Peter Shilton. And whilst the ball was in the air, Maradona had somehow found a way to out-jump the towering six-foot frame of the keeper and scored what was understood to be a fantastic goal. However, the disturbance that arose amongst the English players soon after the goal scored had led fans around the stadium to believe that something was amiss. The England defenders had spotted something that the referee didn't see. Diego Maradona had deliberately used his hand to guide the ball into an open goal. The numerous attempts by the England players to convince the referee to overturn his decision were ignored and the goal was allowed to stand. Argentina eventually won the game at the score of 2-1. The England goal came courtesy of Gary Lineker in 81st minute. After the game had ended, Maradona had admitted to using his hand to scoring the goal, but claimed that it wasn't deliberate. The England manager, Sir Bobby Robson, summed up the feelings of most England followers at a time when he said, there is no room in football for cheating. Maradona is a magnificent footballer, but he should be thoroughly ashamed of himself. Yes, his second goal was a thing of wonder, but that should have counted as Argentina's first goal. The question is why? Why would the most talented footballer on that field, and indeed the most talented in the entire world, feel the need to score illegally? Maradona possessed footballing abilities that many could only dream of. He could score and create goals from all angles and from all ranges. Couldn't he have used his skills to score several other spectacular goals like his second? Is it possible that our desires for winning and success, if unchecked, can overrule the common morality to acquire it? At the men's Olympic 100 meters finals in 1988, 
the world saw Canadian Ben Johnson cross the finish line in a record-breaking 9.79 seconds. But he would later become the most significant sports loser in what was dubbed the dirtiest race in history. Ben Johnson was found guilty of using performance-enhancing drugs and was eventually given a lifetime ban from competitive athletics. Johnson's desire and urge to win had gotten the best of him, and his career was left in tatters. In life, opportunities will arise for us all to demonstrate our integrity and our honesty. Imagine for a moment, if you will, that we could go back in time to rewrite history to 1986 and that game between England and Argentina. What if, after that first goal was scored, Maradona had made a decision to stop play and had apologized to the English goalkeeper for his error and informed the referee of his unsporting behavior and the goal was disallowed? What if the game were to continue on and Argentina were to win? I wonder, how would the world have viewed Maradona then? What influence would he have had around the world as a sportsman? What influence would that have had in classrooms, on the playgrounds, within the media, or in the workplace? I'm sure you would all agree with me that if it were the case, Maradona's status as a modern-day deity would have reached a whole new level. Maradona, without doubt, was one of the greatest football players to ever grace the footballing world. However, the tarnished victory against England in the quarterfinals divided opinions about his character. The great American athlete, Babe Diedrichsen, once said, If you win through bad sportsmanship, that's no real victory. If our desires are to become winners in life, we should remember our responsibilities to those that we may influence, to choose how we want to win and by what means. Winning can sometimes feel like an addiction and become a habit. A rich desire infused so much with reality so that it becomes a way of life. But at what cost? The aspects of fair play must be at the forefront of our minds when pursuing achievements. At a time where winning seems to be the desire of us all, it's important for us to take a step back and consider how we want to win and how we will be remembered by our victories. Thank you for listening. Thank you.